0: Welcome to Deadhouse
1: Whispers.
0: (laughs) Greetings, everyone. I am Calypso, and welcome to another episode of Deadhouse Whispers. And like always, I am joined by my other host, Faceless Mike.
2: Greetings. Hello. Welcome.
0: And we have a special guest for today, Mr. George Ledoux.
3: (laughs) Hi, everybody.
2: (laughs) That's an entrance. That's an entrance. <laughs> Hi, everyone. Hi, guys.
3: Good to see you.
0: Hope everyone is good today. Hope everyone is doing fantastic and having a wonderful day. I know I am. I don't know how George is doing. <laughs> how are you doing, George? Fantastic. <laughs> we'll go with Mike,
2: that. Is, Mike is reaching melting point because it's starting to get a little warm in Ireland. <laughs> and uh yeah, we're we're at the scales. We're at the scales. It's uh tw- it's 20 Celsius here. Uh what did we say that was in Freedom Units <laughs> uh the sixty almost seventy between
3: sixty-five and 70. seventy.
2: That's that's Mike's limit.
3: That's Mike's limit. Yeah, it that, doesn't that's...
2: get much hotter. Mike's gonna go hide in a
3: cave. I don't like it myself. <laughs> <laughs> i was i was in i was in europe back in the 90s and and i remember them saying how oh my god we have no we have no air conditioning nobody has air conditioning yeah in their homes or anything like that and and you know i understood that i i understood why because it's so suddenly suddenly it was starting to get too too damn warm everywhere and um yeah i mean it the hotels that they had us in were extremely modern and they had air conditioning but but um only in the rooms, <laughs> not in the restaurant, not oh, in the no. lobby. It was insane. Ooh. It was like, what, what, you know, and of course, we'd stay at bed and breakfast. And that was the same thing, you know. So it was interesting. But but we also had lots of rainy weather. You you don't get that much in Ireland, right? Rainy weather? No. No. Oh, what's that? But... <laughs> no. <laughs> That's my my
2: favorite one, just as we love that topic, is... Um, when you get a lot of american tourists come over here they're like oh my god it's so beautiful and so green it's such a pity it rains all the time it's like (laughs)
3: that's why it's green (laughs) i know uh. yeah i know we heard that a lot too um and
2: air conditioning didn't need to be a thing in ireland until the last two or three years and i have a feeling they'll be getting installed in quite a few homes now you know (laughs) yeah
3: yeah yeah i you know we 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 bought a home here in the northeast uh that had no central air conditioning you know and and so for a couple of years Mm -hmm. i had to kept putting these you know the boxy window units in and that's that that's nah it's okay but uh so we ended up getting what they call mini splits Mm -hmm. which they 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 don't need quite the same kind of installation uh work as a central air conditioning and they work very well they keep the house tolerable like you say because in the summertime here it'll get it'll get close to 100 degrees which nope. is 30 nope. 36, nope. 36, like 32 celsius you know <laughs> like texas it, it feels like texas or louisiana with the humidity and everything Just, nope. but that's but a, not 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 not, not very often so
2: that's just a straight note from me but anyway as we run into that we are honored to have george with us today so calypso how would we introduce george because to be honest if you're watching us you should know who george is yes to be honest right now if you don't um if you know anything about dead house sonata you've heard george yeah yeah because it's all george's voice for the like most and of all the good those... bits.
0: and for those who don't know george and or dead house sonata at this point which is weird um uh george is our resident voice actor for dead house sonata he has done all the radio dramas that you can hear on spotify amazon blah 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 um he uh has done a myriad of voice acting throughout his career as well as directing producing whole shebang Um, we'll talk about some of that today. I have his whole IMDB page pulled up so we can just go through the list if you guys want guys. Um, but yeah, that is George. Um, I would say, uh, tell us how you entered the fray of dead house. Sonata George, but I'm sure it was just, Hey, I need a job. Hire me. Let me audition.
3: (laughs) No, actually someone, someone approached me. Um, I don't, boy, it's someone that's not associated with apocalypse anymore they had mm-hmm. some personal issues and stuff but they they were basically oh. contacting a lot of different voice actors all over the place and once they found me they stopped looking now um basically i i did like auditions and stuff um for some of the you remember some of the early um more mm-hmm. videos that apocalypse did like um <laughs> <laughs> purely...
0: like that like that one or that other one That's what <laughs> yeah,
3: before they started doing the chronicles yeah. they, they had these yeah. short little these ones. little orbit yeah they were just little it little... was
2: uh i think there was one sort of like in reading from the necro wasn't it it was like yeah there was some like that Twilight, a reading from the that.
3: necro um there was one that was it, uh, it's it it was like in latin i want to say more more oh brother well i had i had notes but none of them pertain to this so uh, it was it was they were short ones basically um that one where they first were showing um some video and it showed like where the pillars were or Mm -hmm. used to be you know they were just like little snips they showed the vampire sort of overlooking memento mori memento mori. Ah,
2: there uh, yes
3: ding That's one. Yeah, that that's one. That that those are some of the early ones that I had done, and it, basically it was just like you know Dennis liked the voice I had been doing for the character that became Nagaz um, and so it just went from there. You know, it just kept going. Eventually, they kind of, well, they kind of. They, I basically said, I want a title. I said, can I be like the voiceover producer supervisor and. They were like, sure, whatever.
2: <laughs> <laughs> hey, you okay. have to sell yourself, George. That's how yep, it yep. you You sell nice. yourself, yeah. man.
3: Yeah, and so then, okay. So it says that on my on my email. Uh, <laughs> that's all I know, and that's that's it. But yeah, you're right. I, it, up to this point, I have been one of the main voices of, of um, the lore and stuff like that, and and you know, but there's there's so much more to come, um, and. As that goes along, I'm sure, well, I, I assume that my role will go down in terms of the public uh, perception of it. You know, you won't hear me so much because you can only hear me so much. And then people are like, that's the same guy in every game. What is this, Bethesda? You know, it's not, it's, we don't want to do that. So uh, it's just, it's just do not underestimate
2: how much people will yeah, listen to you know, George. I listen to those Chronicles religiously. Like anytime I'm out in the yeah, car, I have them right. <laughs> <laughs> I, I listen do. to them
0: every single day for every single it's, week. <laughs> uh,
2: whenever I do it, to make sure I keep up on the lore. And after a while, when I'm listening to Alaric, I keep forgetting it's George. <laughs> oh, wow. Yeah, yeah. That's like, good. It becomes Alaric is his own character, and then so of the Because the you even said yourself, George, it's it's like a thing you have to get into when you're doing the Gaztac. Yeah, about. yeah, it has, it has to, to, have to, to be early morning. Up. I have to. <laughs> there.
3: I haven't had. I just got out of bed. and I haven't had my coffee, and now exactly Gaztac.
0: Exactly, because you know <laughs>
3: when it's a matter of relaxing my throat as much as I possibly can, and then it comes out. You know, yes, nice and deep. And you can put an accent to it if you want. Oh yes, that's fine. You know he talks like that. <laughs> but again, it's if I had been doing a session today, I, I wouldn't be able to hit that that pitch um, because it's a matter of, of, like I said, really relaxing my throat and letting the vocal cords just go. <laughs> you know that 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 does it.
2: We've got one from Tim here. George looks like that super friendly, but also grumpy grandpa who you just can't help but love. Nagaztak, however, not exactly those words I would use to describe him. (laughs) Right,
3: right. Well, I I love the art for Nagaztak, man. I just, when I first saw it, I was like, oh, that's really cool. And then they started selling the prints of it. And I was like, I never buy that kind of stuff for myself, but I bought one. You know, I I bought it framed and everything, and I have it in my upstairs uh, studio office. I have a and, rather uh,
2: disturbing amount of disc plates from I'm sure <laughs> yeah, I,
3: I don't have the room for that kind of stuff, but mm. I would buy them. I mean, they have all those, those, those plates sound really awesome and pretty much they'll last forever.
0: Oh yeah. Mm.
3: Yeah. Disc plate
0: sponsor us. <laughs> I just hope,
3: I just hope as Tim um, is saying here that, that the uh, Nagasaki does become kind of as iconic as um, you know, uh, What's his face?
0: <laughs> mm-hmm. That other that other guy who yeah, sits on a throne. So I can see. The one,
3: that, the one that a po- uh, Calypso can never remember how to say his name.
0: Yeah. Yeah.
3: Uh, that's uh, a
0: lot. He, now, yeah. Now, that's know, a lot. Chronicles that's of lot. Alaric. Yeah. Uh, I like Alaric. Alaric. I
3: don't but, know. A-hole on Beller. Yeah,
2: that <laughs> but the, the funny part to that is I can legit see the becoming like Thrall. From World of Warcraft, like the oh, War Chief sure. thrall, like for that, like he's anyone that's even mildly affiliated with the Warcraft series, like he's such a larger-than-life iconic oh, yeah. character, right. and we follow his arc. I can see that going with Nagaztak. I can, see oh, yeah. I mean, for,
0: I'm waiting for the the five hundred dollar, you know, twelve foot, twelve inch tall, oh, the Primo Arts, primo, like <laughs> n- pre, Primo Arts, like Nagaztak sitting on the throne with the hammer signed by George i, would,
3: I would buy that like, well yeah. I, would, I wouldn't buy it if i signed it but i yeah. buy it. <laughs> i would buy one of those because those are cool because i got i got something here somebody sent me because you know i'm associated with a lot of different games
0: mm-hmm. and i
3: did some stuff for dying light and dying light too but, i was going
0: to ask you about that in yeah a minute, you go you ahead
3: still ask me but be, basically techland had sent me this really cool like figure i didn't ask for it they just sent it to me and it's like, that's oh, awesome. this is awesome, man. You know, I don't have anything like this. And it's it's perfect because it says, if you see right down here, this actually says stay away. You probably can't read it. I don't mm. know if you can, but it does say stay away. And it even lights up. Uh, you know, that's dang, pretty
0: oh, that's oh, cool. cool. Yeah. The perks of being in the game industry. <laughs> I,
3: I tell you, I've never gotten anything like that before or since. It's a prized possession. I wouldn't, I wouldn't part with that and I'd, I'd sell a lot of my shit hell <laughs> you know I got I got wedding rings I could sell but you know <laughs> actually we need to get back
2: to George's collectibles after that because I yeah, want to get past definitely. the gaming that's stuff I want to cool. put a pin in that because I want to come that's back to George because George cool. has some really awesome stuff that's a particular interest of mine in the horror side but yes. Tem's saying here um, George some of the people you voice in Dying Light killed me so many times to count really? <laughs> maybe
0: okay. so, yeah so i have your i have your imdb pulled up spoilers um Go. and uh re- most recently uh, of note anyway you were uh you were in evil west which is really awesome yes. i love that game yes and uh cool. dying light two and i'm pretty sure you were in the dying dying light one so oh yeah yep. dying light one dying light two um now uh i follow you on twitter also did you direct as well as voice act and like Producing stuff within the Dying Light series, or was it just purely voice acting?
3: Yes and no. <laughs> okay. I'll 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 make that clearer. Um, in Dying Light, working for Techland, before they had what everyone is using now in the game development world, before they had like AI generated voices that they could plug into the game as it's being constructed, they basically needed <clears throat> placeholder audio, and. I actually had made quite a little niche for myself in the game world by providing that sort of uh, recordings. You know, I I could get a hold of a lot of different actors and because the the recordings would never be heard by anybody, you know, they Mm -hmm. could be recorded for less money and be undone pretty quickly, you know. And I, I would always make my deadline. So Techland always turned to me, but I did tons of that. I did tons of that from the first games I was associated with them which was Dead Island 2, I think.
0: Ooh. One of the Dead Islands. Cool.
3: Then there was Call of Juarez, Gunslinger, the the Western one. And then, of course, the Dying Light titles and stuff. And, you know, a bunch of other things that I did for them that never got made into anything. They were working on a game called Hell Raid for a long time. I remember that. And that ended up becoming part of Dying Light, the first one, as a thing you go into some shop, and it's an arcade machine and it's like the devil's arcade machine and you you get into it and it suddenly it transports you to this medieval dungeon-like atmosphere and you have to help this monk or whatever who never moves he just talks i play the monk as <laughs> uh, by chance um lucius <clears> uh <throat> and then you know it's it's you're going through the the medieval dungeon but basically it's like you're playing dying light so you're getting attacked by skeletons and and various types of creatures like that. And it's you know, it, it ended up being a pretty popular uh DLC, from what I understand. <laughs> and uh, I just had a blast working on that because it was it was like working on Hellraid, but as part of something that I was already in. But because it's because it's a DLC, it's not really as well known, but it's still mm. kind of cool, just like just like I did another DLC for them, uh Bozak. It's called the Bozak Horde. And basically, Ooh. basically, your character that's in the first Dying Light game wakes up, and he's got a bomb attached to his leg. Ooh. And uh, Ooh. he's hearing his voice, and they wanted a voice that's very similar to the movie um, Saw. You know, <clears throat> those oh, that's those, neat. Those, what do you call I call it yeah. torture porn, yeah. <laughs> basically. Yeah. But the voice, they wanted this thing, and it's sort of like if Nagaz Tech got pitched down electronically almost. But listening to it, I've listened to some of the, the videos that people have played and it's like, well, except for the reverb, I don't think they pitched it down much more than I ha- was originally able to do it. Because I remember doing those sessions and just going, man, I am white because it's such mm-hmm. a deep, deep voice because like, you know, he's he's like, oh, the patient wakes and he's talking like this very deep and low, but it's all reverbing, you know, through the through the room and it sounds really cool. But you never see this guy except for the very end when you catch up to him and you kill him, I guess, uh, in the game. And that's the funny thing. The voice that they use for the game, Bozak in the game, is not the same one that does the DLC because that's me. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah. There was a long association with Techland that, uh, you know, I'm sorry to see pretty much end. But, you know, they they've they and other companies have moved on from those sort of you know custom generated placeholder audios to basically using really quick and dirty ai cuz for for what they were doing i didn't need it to be perfect
0: yeah um, cuz it's just b-roll and stuff
3: yeah basically but of course when i was doing it they um they started to get really fussy and picky about what they wanted cuz originally like <laughs> for Dead Island and for um Call of War as when i was doing that stuff i did everything I did all the voices so it's like it was almost like doing an audiobook so it's like whether it was a male or female old young i did all these weird accents just to make the voices different from each other yeah but eventually and we got into dying light they were like no we need you to hire you know some real female actors because as, as, as hilarious as your female voices are they're not helping <laughs>
2: <laughs> speaking of which there's a plug for your Therabin theater when you've got voice actors doing weird voices Yeah. <laughs> anyone yeah, that know. hasn't seen that needs to go check that out because i nearly wet myself listening to the first one <laughs>
3: uh, uh, someone's asking what i did in dead island nothing you hear because again everything i did for dead island was before they hired the real actors. That's the way Techland would yeah. work. They would hire me and you know I'd work for them for two, three years. And yeah, then doing... when it came to the final <clears throat> game, they're like, well, we don't need you. We, we'll get Hollywood actors. And that's yeah, what they we'll did. They, uh, turn yeah. over, they turn over the whole project to a studio mm-hmm. that would do all that for them. You know, um, mm-hmm. I wasn't that I day. don't like that. I
2: prefer I prefer the more personal touch. And Tem has one here. He says, "I feel like George is already several steps on the path of voicing, the path of voicing characters in a Firefly game. Now we just need someone to fund the Firefly game. Yeah, I missed that. Show. I Win.
0: wish that'd be so cool. If there was a Firefly. <laughs> George, game. If anyone
2: is asking you, hey, if you got an
3: idea for a video game, there you go. Oh my God, like hey, you know go Firefly." Been. <laughs> yeah that's been presented i know but unfortunately i think there's a lot of rights issues going on and and oh, you know it must be a legal nightmare <laughs> i bet oh, definitely. it yeah it's kind of like it's kind of like the BattleTech uh ip that's yeah. owned by various people various companies and stuff you know so, so there's, there's probably lots of those kind of things out there probably probably legacy of Kane is one of those for all i know that's mm. got different different companies that own it but you know, all yeah. actual nightmares trying to organize oh yeah,
0: oh, yeah. <clears throat> now speaking of BattleTech, i sure. i'm sure you never i'm sure you never get asked this before but um uh do you enjoy those games have you played any of them you are a big part of that universe um for anybody who doesn't know george is uh what duncan fisher i believe in um in all the BattleTech games like he's been there for years everybody
3: hello everybody duncan fisher here I've been invited to tell you about the wonderful tourism opportunities on Solaris Seven.
0: Um. So, what is your experience? What was your experience in BattleTech? And, um, yeah. So, like, give a give us a quick rundown of all the BattleTech stuff.
3: <laughs> okay. It,
0: as, I, see so that, though. Cool. I
3: was letting you finish your question. Thank <laughs> you. Because <laughs> <laughs> I didn't want you to lose it. Okay. Um. Basically, let's see. Um, the the most I played it was I played as a multiplayer uh, version of it when it was still Warrior 4 Mercenaries. That's the game that featured me as Duncan Fisher, and he was supposed to be like an arena announcer. But because there was a bunch of people that I had become friendly with on the internet you know th- this is the early days for me in terms mm-hmm. of interacting with people on the internet i had never done it really that much beforehand um i had played a couple games that i was in but i hadn't done interactive with other people that i didn't know personally you know that kind of thing anyway so i tried to play mech warrior four mercenaries um in multiplayer with people trying to help me you know it's like <clears throat> i tell them talk to me like i'm your dad or your grandfather you know how do I play this game and they you know instruct me but I could never get it maybe I just needed to practice more but I could never get that whole mental image of it's almost like you're driving a tank where you mm-hmm. can keep the, the 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 robot that the mech moving forward but you can keep turning the turret around and you know turn it completely around mm-hmm. if you want like even though you're still going one direction I've just totally messed up my head. <laughs> couldn't do it so i'd usually would get stuck somewhere and you know my teammates would be off you know winning the game and i'd be like i don't know it's like (laughs) like i could hear i could hear the legs trying to move you know but it wouldn't it wouldn't go and uh i just i as from what i remember that that game was all first person uh, Mm -hmm. perspective so you couldn't see physically your mech where you were in the space and so that didn't help you know now of course they've changed all that and then modern games you know they they they're in third person or first person and you know you can do it either way but after that experience i gave up i, I did play the, the tabletop version once and so that was fun um because i had someone from catalyst game labs actually one-on-one play out like a play a one-on-one game with me so i could actually experience it because i had never experience the tabletop version granted it was the fast version that they called the alpha alpha
1: mm-hmm. alpha
3: flight or something like that it was the fast ver- alpha strike it was the fast version of ta- of battletech and they didn't make me fill out a paper sheet they they would do that <laughs> for me so all of the stuff that would make me go I am not enjoying this I didn't have to do that <laughs> basically I just I got to roll the dice and yeah. then go oh look at that you did this okay and we'd move the my character around. Did you do the um,
2: VO while playing, George? Did you yes, play? <laughs> yes. actually. And people, I know people That's filmed it. Cool. It was
3: at a convention. It was at a, Oh, was cool, a convention. <laughs> awesome. And That's some cool. people took pictures and filmed it and stuff. And I, you know, it was fun. It was a lot of fun because, again, they were basically holding my hand and saying, "Okay, do this and do this and do this," and then they're like, at one point, they were like, "Holy, you just." you just pulled off a move that no one ever gets to do. And it, it's all, <laughs> almost impossible. The DFA death from above mm-hmm. where you, you're supposed to make your mech go up and go <clears throat> on top of the other one. And I, I successfully did it. And I was like, yes. And there's, there's pictures yeah. out there <laughs> really doing that going, <laughs> So it was fun. It was fun. Um, so that, I think I did answer your question. Uh, Calypso. Yeah. So yeah. that, that was my, one-on-one personal experience with the BattleTech world but since then I haven't really been involved with it cuz as mm-hmm. as time goes on the timeline that my character was in it just gets farther and farther in the past and really BattleTech and the Catalyst game world they are determined to keep moving the timeline forward so basically you know my character mm-hmm. would have died centuries ago at this point in the in their timeline so you know people are always like oh you got to put B- duncan fisher in the game it's like well it just doesn't work that way very easily with battletech they just want to keep moving forward so you know i Approach i understand as a that. sentient ai
0: yeah unless it's sentient <laughs>
3: have
0: you thought of have you thought of approaching them to read like the battletech uh book series, like the, oh, the tie-in right. novels that they have in there?
3: Gee, no, I would not do that. <laughs> I've, I gave them friends of mine to mm. work with, and they that was very successful. Um, there's a couple of people now that are actors that they have been reading the Battletech novels for Catalyst Game Labs. Um, one was Lisa Lee, and another one was Trendane Sparks. Both mm. of them are much more <laughs> equipped to do audiobooks than I am. Um, because I had done some like short stories, and at the end of doing them, I'd be like, Oh my god, that was a lot of freaking work, you know. And yeah. audiobooks is a very low, uh, what's that? Uh that, that ratio of how much time you spend compared to how much you get paid, and uh it's very low unless you're you know you're a one of like, the voices. voices. Yeah, yeah. If you're one of the audiobook voices and you can command a higher rate. Um, you really started a deadly low rate and, and charge it's 60 bucks an hour, George. It'll be fine. <laughs> yeah, no, that, that there, that's, that's super low. I mean, they're kind of starting at like a hundred, a hundred dollars an hour, which sounds great, but that hundred dollars an hour is a hundred dollars of finished audio hour. Yeah, I mean. yeah, and that's... to read an audio hour might take an inexperienced voiceover person three, four, five hours. Plus editing, which takes even I was going to say the editing alone is is,
2: a long time, right? Right?
3: But of course, people that do it all the time, Mm. they have a lot of automated systems and they have it Mm. down and they know what they're doing. So they know how much I can read in a session before I peter out, you know, because you have to keep that same voice and same energy and everything else consistent. Um, For me, doing short form voiceover stuff i find that to be better because my voice especially as a person who's in his 60s my voice wears out by the time this this show is over i'm gonna be like
2: i don't think it's just you george because we have jane here saying i read fan fiction sometimes and i can't speak for a day or two afterwards Mm -hmm. so like that. Temelchin says, George, would you voice the tutorial if they wanted Duncan to help new players for the Battletech games? Oh,
3: of course. Stuff like that. Sure. I would do characters. I would absolutely do characters. we have
2: Urban Legend VO jump in saying audiobooks are such a different skill set than video game voiceover.
3: Yeah. Urban Legend is an awesome, uh, he's a good friend of mine. He's an awesome actor. His real name is Damon Allums. Fantastic voice actor. We just did some great stuff that I can't tell you about. <laughs> we or things company. we're not allowed to talk. About. Well, for different companies, but yeah, I mean, he's a, he's a great he's a great actor. I try to bring him in when I can, um, and he's definitely going to be a part of Deadhouse Sonata if I have anything to say about it. Um, so Ooh. we'll get him. We'll George, get him in there, yeah. George
2: has absolutely hit it out of the park with everyone he has gotten involved with Deadhouse so far. I fawn 100%. over all of them. Yeah, oh, they're fantastic. Actually, while we're on the topic of Deadhouse, sure. <clears throat> we'll remove the work side of it. And just from a pure aspect of performance and what you were doing, which was your favorite one to do, George, in regards to the radio plays? Like, oh, which the- did you have the most fun doing or Ooh. which did you like the story of more?
3: Wow. Well, those are two different things. Those are two different categories, Mike. You're- okay,
2: we'll do the two of them so.
3: <laughs> okay so my favorite one to hmm. do oh wow I would say my favorite one to do would probably have been the last one just because the main character Alaric gets to do stuff that he doesn't get to do in the other ones you know and I'm not saying what that is but I mean there probably people that are here know know what that is yes. you know he, but, and so that was that was my favorite one to do because the character <laughs> is full of faults and he's got a lot of weaknesses, and he's you know, the least of which is hubris. I mean the guy the guy really thought that he was doing so much good and he felt like he was the he was the key to bringing down the dead. and yet he was a schmuck. he he didn't realize he did not realize how he was being played so i just i i love that but i loved playing him in a lot of the in a lot of the uh the stories i think the one one that was my favorite outside of the last one being the one i had the most fun playing but the story i found that was my favorite was the one I, I don't know the title of it because unlike, I feel like William Shatner here. What was that that episode where you were <laughs> kissing the alien and then I I don't remember. <laughs> yeah. Tell me, George, I'll get it for you. It was the one. It was the one where he had figured out how to create a a, a white.
1: And he basically brought it up to his room to guard him while he was sleeping. Yeah, that was a great episode.
3: (laughs) Yeah, I love that episode. Because then, of course, you know, someone comes into his room. Hey, you know. Master Inquisitor, you know, and he's just the the white just basically, you
1: know, breaks the thing's neck, (laughs)
3: breaks the guy's neck. And Alaric's just like, no, what? No, why'd you do that? You know, he's having a fit. And then, they, you know, they're following him down the stairs and the head, boom. The comedy part yep.
2: of that was that no stop put it back and he twists the head back around yeah, guys already okay. dead.
3: yeah that i know glorious uh i loved it i loved it um i just i just i just had a, a blast doing that one just because of i could really picture it you know mm. it it gave me it gave me that sort of young frankenstein feel you know yeah it just I it just that. reminded me of that and 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 so that was my that comes off the top of my head that was my my favorite story because i like that tower
2: I'm after having to check. I couldn't even remember whether it's it was of, of power? luck. It was either of luck or of power. I think.
3: Yeah, it's probably one. What's well, probably power? I think. Yeah. I think luck is the one where he he finds the um, that device that can yeah, you know, uh, yeah. tear off uh, a building. Yeah. That's too. <laughs> yeah, oh, yeah. I
2: I I just loved as I, I've told you this many times. Off off. Stream that, like the interaction between Alaric and the Ghoul.
3: Oh, absolutely! Just
2: incredible. Like there needs to be a side series somewhere of just Alaric and the Ghoul later on. Like that's, well, that's its own that's show, why, right that's there. That's why the
3: last episode that we did is is <clears throat> my favorite, not of uh, to to have done because you know I've I've mentioned this before, some some off some off uh, stream and some on mm. that the actor who plays the Ghoul, Matthew Curtis is Absolutely a very very mentioned. good friend of mine and it's it was one of those things that when we had a session i would look forward to it as much as if it was going to be my birthday because i had that much fun i always have that much fun when i'm working with him but his his ghoul was just fantastic you know and and it was just one of those things that kind of they had to tweak it a little in the beginning to get to get it but I knew exactly, as soon as he started doing it, I was like, I knew exactly how I wanted it to he- to sound. So I would oftentimes, you know, give Matthew a little bit of direction here and there because technically I was supposed to be the director of the lore <laughs> videos, even though Jack was there, you know, the writer and um, uh, Philippe, the audio guy, you know, I was kind of, I felt like I was responsible for the actors and their performances. So I would, you know, Give my uh, direction, and then if I thought they could do it something different, i would I would make that suggestion. but but but, but Matthew, towards the end, he loves that character, and he was doing it just as easily as I was doing Alaric. So, yeah, we were both like in this perfect zone um where we we got a kick out of that scene where, you know, Alaric's like, oh, I'm dying, and you know, and the ghoul comes up, hey, how you doing? <laughs> <laughs> the ghoul. ...sidled up and sat beside me.
0: Such a feast we've had. Such a feast, yes. They're dead, then? All of them? Dreams do not die, but they will trouble you no more. What will you do? The dreamers will take time to claim the city. you have time for some to go missing.
3: And, and you're still hungry? Even after 14? <laughs>
2: no. If that ghoul doesn't return, there will be war. Oh, there and will I, be. There I will want be.
3: that ghoul it's, very, that's very why, That's why when I read it, it's like I never saw him again. I'm like, damn it! Damn it. I don't want him to never saw him again. No, I, guess... I have a feeling
2: I never saw him again alive. Mm. Uh, dot dot say that? Dot, I dot, dot. I don't remember it that way, <laughs> but you can you can you can remember it any way you want. We can dream.
0: We can so dream. I'm
2: inferring and I'm going to start badgering people about lore. And it's like <clears throat> Need that Along Should with, I have long uh, looking
3: at this chat. I just realized there's a whole ton of things on the oh, side. No, no. <laughs> we'll get to
0: it. Let's actually I'll keep into reading it. out Let's when we get to
3: it. it. Okay. We got. Stop looking at it then. Oh. Okay. <laughs> so there you go. Um while we're on that, let me let me I wanted to read some of these names to get people. Yes. Oh, yeah, you know, yes. Yes. These this are, is these the time. are people that have been involved with Deadhouse <clears throat> as an actor. Now, a lot of these have been very small roles um but they were part of the lore videos and in the early days we didn't really give a lot of credit because it just was Mm. something that was getting overlooked until i noticed it and i was like no 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 i want to make sure everybody gets credit because i'm an actor i get it you know you want to be able to say hey i did that and you can point someone to it and there's the proof it says it in the credits so anyway matthew curtis we all know and love the ghoul
0: Sleep then, Alric von Bella. We will watch over your slave. Make sure it
3: behaves. Yes. But he was also the scholar in the (laughs) Banshee. In the Banshee one. Oh, this must have been open to the sky once. He said, and his face fell. It would take a team of skilled men months to clear this rubble. I'm afraid Dawn will have to wait. Um, the the brief the brief scholar yeah but he was was an important character
2: very important actually he builds for the lore later on because he was the one that figured
3: out all the stuff exactly and then of course we have the amazing uh chris sharps who plays our vampire um now what's his name now victor Yes victory yeah. they finally named him that's that was so, a community that's, thing right? that's our normal yeah. one and then
2: we've got lord zoran for the right elder. which is
3: which is the same the same voice actor currently because of course when the the game does you know finally come out and we're doing it i'm sure the standard vampire will probably have a few different voice sets that's mm. my guess um, but chris it was originally hired to be Lord Zorin, that, yeah. that's the name? Yeah, if I get the name wrong, Mike, please correct me, because um, it's one of those <laughs> things I, I try to keep in tra- in track of. But um, So anyway, um, then we had an, another friend of mine, Trendane Sparks, who in the uh, video of the Revenant taking over Fort Zystra, he was like the commander of the fort. Uh, oh, yeah. Who was like, oh, you know, I'll let this guy in. I don't care. You know, that, that was open the gates. Yeah, exactly. That, that was Trendane sparks. Yep. Lower the bridge. Let him pass. You can question him when he's inside inquisitor. Let's see the episode where it was of hope, where we find the, uh, the two, uh, characters from the, the nomadic tribe.
2: Yeah. the Yeah.
3: Right. Yeah. The, the, the main guy that was, um, Asante barberin he was uh Vin- Venduk? Venduk? yeah Venduk. Venduk. who did a fantastic a job I mean amazing
2: guy, yeah
3: he's he's a natural and I say that because he hasn't he hadn't had a lot of professional experience but I found his demo in like this international you know uh voiceover website mm-hmm. and it's like he's he's from the US you know he just had this he he. Part of his demo, he was imitating somebody from a movie. I think it might have been from one of the. Uh, I think from the first Wakanda movie, the Black Panther mm. movie. He yeah. was imitating that accent, and it was just exactly what I was looking for. It's like, oh, that's perfect. That that's that's the voice.
2: He was so believable. He sounds what? like a wise yeah, man I, of I an see, old nomadic yeah. tribe. Like he shit. It. Sounds. I the guy the I guy's in that. his
3: early twenties. It's amazing wow. how good he is. really. That's crazy. Really, Holy he's crap. amazing.
0: A seeker has come before me, but seeking what? You are Venduk, I presume? So
3: I am, and you are Alaric Van Bella. I am also Grand Inquisitor of the Sassian Empire. Such a lofty
0: title you wear. Do you know what it means? I know that it means trouble if I should not answer to your satisfaction.
3: Um, and then his, uh, the other guy that was in that episode, was uh, his name is... Um... I'm gonna say his name wrong. I know because I always call him Bell, but his real name is like Belshabar Rosape or something like that. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, if he sees this Bell, I apologize. <clears throat> I've never heard your full name. I've only <laughs> no, only only referred to him as Bell when I've worked with him, and I've worked with him on other projects too. So, but he was the like the guy that was the assistant to Venduk. Um, yeah, the guy that when
2: he first comes to the tribe, I don't think he even gives a name.
3: Yeah, I don't, I don't think he He's did. He's just a he guy, he says, like I want to speak. To I think he was referred to as the lookout. Yeah, he, he was, was like,
2: of, Yeah, it was just a case of, Can you take me to your leader? He says, Oh, right. you want to speak to Venduk. Yeah. Right, right.
3: What brings you to us, Long Rider? Indeed, I have ridden long. I seek the wisdom of the Anai. That is something few have asked of us in these lands. Speak your name, and you may pass. Yeah. And then, of course, in the. um uh the now famous uh big episode there the nightmare that's where such we had a great we, where we had the great the burning oh, one and episode. the feted prince it's like i had i had it in my head how i wanted them to sound but it's like i know a few people that could do that so we had to do like we often do we had to do a casting process and mm-hmm. you know audition several people but the two that got it really they really nailed it and it was like this guy named k bo foster is the one that did the feted prince And he had that. (laughs) I mean, it was really great because he almost—he had this very. What's the word? I uh, the actor I'm thinking of. I think is Jeremy Irons. Mm,
2: You know, yeah, Uh, like he sort
3: of had that, but a lot less emotion. You know, he did it very cold, very calculated, very you know detached. And and Bo has such a deep, natural voice. I mean, a really deep voice. A lot of these actors, as I go through, is like. Well, that guy would be good to replace me as the gas well, That guy, you know, I, I'm, a, I'm a, You're a, irreplaceable, I George. You're irreplaceable. They'll
0: have to wait. They'll have to wait. If they fire you, they'll have to just kill off in the gas tank.
1: <laughs> Yeah.
3: The last. It's kind of difficult to kill off a revenant. The burning one. The burning one was Kit mm-hmm. Harrison. That's his name, God, and he's a Brit. Kid. He's a Brit. He he's done a lot of stuff for me, but he can do that sort of you know heroic sort of voice which is what they wanted they wanted us not like a Zeus godlike mm-hmm. character but a lot weaker you know really they, that's they're not up to that level those those two characters the fetid prince comes across as being up to that level but you know in, in the pantheon of gods that is deadhouse Sonata they're probably not that high the fetid prince you are a
0: stain upon these sacred grounds. A matter of perspective. Truth annuls perspective. Truth lies. Their only difference is perspective. Be silent. I'll not stand idly by as you befoul this temple with your deceptions. Those that would silence do not seek truth. And there is no greater deceit than hypocrisy. Come then. I have no fear of death or those that serve it. All serve death in the end. Even you know if I should fall in battle, I will rise again in fire and
3: vengeance. So those two guys were great. And of course we have quite a few other people who made appearances in other things that we can't talk about because <laughs> <they're, laughs> they haven't been made public. So I that's think my favorite do. part
0: was redacted and NDA. <laughs> yeah, oh we,
3: just, oh, we another another guy who was a guard. There's a lot of people that played guards. Connor McKinley was mm-hmm. one. Don't ask me which episode. Michael McCarroll, my favorite Scotsman. He was in another one, although he was sounding very American as as I recall. <laughs> um, yeah, Vincent Fallow, Chris Bauer. And some female actors, Francesca Hogan, Melissa Medina. These are all in projects that we can't talk about openly. But well, so we can, can still give
2: amazed. them thanks. I am. Sure they're all credited.
3: Thanks. Absolutely. Um, Ray Edmonds was also a guard in one of them. In fact, he got—he wasn't a guard. Ray Edmonds played the guy who gets hypnotized. Ah. <laughs> he walks in on the on the Inquisitor. And, the,
2: the misfortune. Yeah. <laughs> he,
3: he, he becomes the morsel. <laughs> oh, exactly. You know, morsel. He yeah, he's the morsel. The, he's the morsel. So that's that's Ray Edmonds. Um, but yeah, uh, and we have a, a one of these actors who is actually getting really well known for his anime work. Uh, this guy named Jonah Scott, who has been doing so much stuff. Um, he he's in so many animes. He's got a huge following, and he's a he's like the nicest guy, but incredibly talented. And I tease him all the time and he puts up with it. So I just wanted to publicly thank him again for all the Mm -hmm. stuff he's done with me and for me. And he's he's the main voice in Dying Light 2. If you play Dying Light 2, he's the voice of your, your character
0: all right you heard it here folks first folks everyone um the voice actor in dying light 2 is jonah scott and not troy baker (laughs) no No. hey guys my name is jonah scott and i'm a voice actor for video games anime cartoons commercials and
3: all kinds of other stuff hey you probably heard my voice in some of your favorite video games and anime oh
0: it is jonah scott
3: and he's no, not no, like not. some he's not like some gas station convenience store version of Troy Baker. He's really good. Yeah.
0: <laughs> okay. I'm, I'm so. looking at his anime right now. This dude is everywhere. Yes.
3: Wow. On, I love like, some names, Calypso.
0: Awesome. Okay. So uh his most recent stuff, apart from Dying Light Two, he's in B stars, that really good yeah. Netflix he's um, so good anime. In that. Uh Berserk. No way. Yes. Um, we way. Did recently. You have my attention. Um, dude you now everywhere. have my undivided wow. attention. Berserk? uh Black Desert, a couple of video games. Who did he voice Memphis. in Berserk? Uh he is is he actually him? Um he did oh, okay, Berserk, the Golden Age Memorial Edition. Yeah. Um gosh, uh who's the dude with the white hair? I Griffith. Can't... Griffith, yeah, yeah. Griffith.
2: Wow.
3: Yeah. That is epic.
2: So my really, favorite anime he's really in is, cool. is the
3: is the the one about the the ways of the house husband.
2: <gasps> no way he's
0: in that. He's the oh, guy. Yeah, it's right here. Yeah, yeah. He's t- He's the main cool. guy.
3: Yes, he's the main guy.
0: Um Yeah. Wow. favorite thing. Done. That's my
3: favorite anime he's done. He was, Although he I
0: know did, he just did the Junji Ito Netflix special. I
3: clip. love that. Um, that was incredible.
0: Demon Slayer. Demon Slayers most recent credit as of
2: this year. Even yeah, Safi's saying
3: I love that. Yeah! yeah. Wow! Way to go!
0: Yeah, it's not Troy Baker, guys. It's Jonas Scott. Troy
3: Baker. (laughs) (laughs) Baker. The amazing Jonas Scott. That's rad. uh, That's so rad. And I don't mind saying this, but Jonas Scott got that job of the voice in Dying Light 2 because of me. (laughs) Okay, not just because of me, because he's really Um, good. good. But he was He was one of the voices that was doing the placeholder stuff. Yeah. And when it came time to like, okay, we're going to do the final stuff, they were going to replace him. And I was like, no way, you know. And yeah, I, I really kept good. telling the, the producers that I was working with, I was like, you got to come to bat for this guy because he's the best. He's the best mm. at this character. Do it, you know. I said, he's out in Los Angeles. He's going to be wherever you hire your Hollywood toadies from, you know. Yeah. <laughs> yeah.
2: <laughs> I like Tablet, Jonah Scott is the best, Troy Baker.
3: <laughs> and believe me he knows that comparison he's heard it enough yeah oh, that must be yeah. depressing sure, sure. compared to troy baker as well so. that, that must be hard thing, though you that, do
2: a really good job of people think you're someone else very yeah inside.
0: no that's that's the thing that like i think i'm I'm actually i'm glad you did this whole giving respect to these voice actors here because yeah, it's like, very one, like one, one they don't get that often and two th- like video games, Hollywood, whatever, they use the same like 10 voice actors for everything. You know, eventually it'll be Troy Baker playing Nolan North, playing Troy (laughs) Baker, you know, it'll be uh, Yuri Lowenthal playing Robin Atkin Downs or, you know, you have all these, you know, the, the, the best of the top voice actors, right? There's a reason there and everything, but at the same time, people just get burned out. I get so burned out of hearing Troy Baker and everything. I get so burned out of hearing Nolan North and Mm -hmm. everything. So and like, because they're everywhere, when someone sounds even remotely a little similar to them, they automatically think it's them. Like sure. when Dying Light 2 came out, everybody, even me, was like, oh, Troy Baker's in this. Okay. It's not <laughs> Troy Baker. It's Jonah, no. Jonah friggin' Scott. So that's right. really. Jonah take friggin'
3: Scott. That is ring. his middle name. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> when you take a
2: list, that makes Deadhouse one hell of
3: a pedigree with all of these voice actors. Absolutely. I don't, I don't associate with the, the riffraff that's <laughs> <laughs> yes, actually i do
2: noble I do. george that's, do that's that's george's
3: plenty of riffraff they're some of the best um, that's george's club name the riffraff, the yeah. riffraff <laughs> club. yeah that's a good idea actually my business name is voices in my head productions so yeah uh, they, they are all of the voices in my head um but no the they're, they're great people and i'm glad i got to to mention them because like you said calypso a lot of times they go forgotten yeah uh, and that's but, but you know jonah isn't one of those guys because he's done so much anime he, he's all set now <laughs> like it or not <laughs> yeah, he'll, he'll be retired. invited to, to anime conventions for the rest of his career and he can't <laughs> get away from them and so that, that that's a double-edged sword believe me i've been invited to a couple of conventions and it's like it's great and it's also it's 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 exhausting. Um, oh, so I bet. Anyway. It can okay, I, can I went to Comic Con like
0: twice, and I was tired after day one. Like, yeah,
3: oh
2: yeah, can imagine actually working it. Tim asking at George is just low key making the voice actor Avengers, but that's it because, like, <laughs> as you pointed out, not only do they not get enough credit when a voice actor does their job well, you forget they're doing their job, right? Yeah, like like yeah, you, no.
3: you forget it, and you know me, but you forget mm. it's me doing Alaric.
0: <laughs> yeah, like it's it's weird. Like I'm I'm obviously listening to you talk right now with your regular voice, but then. If you go and listen to the audio dramas, it doesn't sound like you at all. It's it's
3: insane. Yeah,
0: yeah, that's so cool. That's so cool. That's the only reason I wanted you here to
3: hear. Cool Fair enough. You As know, Calypso not, just got do the voice. Just do the voice. <laughs> do yeah, it. just do it. I can picture in George... the year 218, after the dead house.
2: There we go. Roll credits. <laughs> yeah. Your thought, that's yeah. it. Yeah. Excellent. I can just picture George fighting off two plus weaves with a broom. Get away, from me. Get away from me.
3: I've never had that happen. Although the last time I was at a convention, I remember it was very late at night. I had been, I was trying to come down from too much scotch and I was <laughs> laying in my bed. The room was spinning. And all of a sudden I, I heard what sounded like an entire classroom of Japanese girls going by running down the hallway you know just talking and talking. like oh my god you know what the hell is going on turns out that that hotel was also being used as a um it, there, there was like a there was like an, a whole contingent of people of, of a high school from japan visiting this this city i think it was uh it was vancouver actually vancouver british columbia and so the the whole high school had booked that same hotel and so oh, wow. <laughs> it's just like oh my god those you are always know? the best so was, the and they're of course they're kids so it's like the middle of the night no, yee like, we're having a great time <laughs> and i'm over there you know old man hyper in the a hangover. foreign country <laughs> Old man with a hangover. Hey, you kids, get off my hallway. Knock <laughs> <it> out.
2: <laughs> now, we're going to be wrapping up in a while, but before yeah. we get to the wrap-up, the one thing I wanted to bring up is, George, like myself, actually way more than myself, you were a massive horror fan. And that's what I wanted to bring up about the collectibles.
3: I was a massive horror fan, uh, uh, old style. Old yeah, style old horror. horror. Yeah, Real horror. good horror. Real good horror. horror. Yeah, good the stuff i like i mean everybody has what they like you know i'm never gonna rag on someone for them liking what they like um but yeah every it horror is just one of those really big categories mike you know and it yeah. can go from everything from uh hey, nasferatu was the best you know because <laughs> <laughs> i like the 1910 edison frankenstein that's a real monster you know that type of thing to the current stuff but uh, old horror movies that was my that's my jam as some idiots would say my jam. I hate that phrase. That's, Why did I say that? that's, that's all my jam. on my
2: thing though. I'm the same. I love all the really so what really did you wanna stuff.
3: you you seem to have something in your head you wanted to ask me about with the
2: collectible? It's some it's something that we talk about with a lot of different horror fans that I've done over the years and all, right? Okay. And you have a long pedigree of this because like you've told me privately about all the different magazines and stuff that you'd collected all the old like sure the older stuff right yes and it's something you we always ask anyone that like directed horror or was in horror and all like that where did you start what was your beginnings into horror as like this is my jam
3: let's see as a kid literally Mm oh we all kid. started
2: as a kid only for us it was the i watched the exorcist when i wasn't supposed to i seen oh. it when i was way too
3: young what was george's mine well i loved halloween but i had a cousin who was re- who was four years older than me and i just i just it was like i was the annoying little cousin who basically would want to emulate everything he did <clears throat> so when i'd be visiting him or i'd see him you know he was always Doing something. He made these home movies and he'd make like homemade horror movies and and things. And I tried to do that too. So, but that was when it started. I started to really pay attention that they were showing these things on television, you know, and we're talking old style broadcast TV. So I saw movies like The Bride of Frankenstein and Dracula, things like that. I saw them in the worst possible way, you know, with that horrible, bad reception, black and white TV.
2: Grainy is uh, all crap yeah, on the exactly, old CRT. Because thing.
3: no, no TV station that was near us ever showed that cool stuff. Hmm. The the closest station was Boston, Massachusetts, which was probably two hundred miles away, something like that. Hmm. So it would only come in if the weather was bad. <laughs> <laughs> you know, certain things like that that would cause the atmosphere to bounce the signals back. You know, but but yeah, I, that was it. And I remember watching those going you know that stupid look on my face i'm sure i had like wow this is wild because i would never seen anything like it i was a little kid you know but of course as time went on then i got to really appreciate filmmaking and everything else and that's when i started to go back and look at these older movies and go dang these things were made well you know and then i i started to like all the other aspects of them all of the all of the hokiness of some of it, and the campiness, and 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 now, it's sort of referred to as the retro style. You know, everything from the '30s to the '60s, I'm into, and even some early '70s. You know, that sort of horror and sci-fi, that is on point for me. When it
2: starts getting into the schlock area, it's oh, great. I love that stuff.
3: <laughs> I love it. I, 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 I like that. I would rather watch that than. Don't kill me now, but that it attracts me more than say mm, the Mandalorian, which I love yeah. Star Wars. I saw Star Wars 10 times when it came out in the theaters. I dragged every relative that would hadn't seen it and say, "Hey, you want to go see Star Wars?" and they'd be like, "What the <laughs> hell is that?" you know? And so we'd go to the theater and I'd get to see it again because it was the only way you could see movies more than once. And so I'd
2: agree I with you though, George. I even it. have the entire Hammer collection on DVD. Like yes. there's a box set that oh, I yeah. can get. I, 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 oh, the old I the I
3: are so good. Yeah. I have a whole shelf that I, I can't really show you, but it's in my Ooh. next room, and it's full of stuff. Let me see if I can. <laughs> Turn the light on. As I want to say. go break out the horror collection. That's
2: that's that's my ulterior motive, by the oh, way. Oh yeah, yeah, totally. I remember creature features when I was little on my local station every Saturday. Man, what kind of a culture change would uh, well have reach. to happen to make that come back?
3: <laughs> can, you, can you see any of that? Room? We see,
0: we see the the inner workings of your of your collective. Yeah, closet.
3: that's a bookcase full of DVDs, and I got a gigantic library. And unfortunately, this camera is not going to reach. I'm sorry, it <laughs> was okay. a tease. But I have all the Hammer films, or at least as many as I have currently. Yeah. Oh, there's about 20 of them there those are those are awesome sorry i get excited I when anybody oh, yeah. wants to talk about my my yeah. my,
2: <laughs> my taste goes all the way up we kind of stop at the late 80s maybe early 90s creature features that's <laughs> as far as i'll go i don't like any of this new jump scare stuff i like feel any that... of this stuff i'm kind of like it's not that it's bad it's just not to my taste
3: like i love yeah. like, movies i like that were could that would be considered modern would be yeah. alien the first alien yeah. and i saw aliens too you know and all that but mm. but the first alien is i remember seeing that on a holiday weekend it was probably christmas or thanksgiving and i went with some friends and i i remember that movie scared the hell out of me and i was like wow this reminds me why modern horror movies are too much for me. <laughs> but of course, now I think it's an awesome movie. And also John Carpenter's The Thing, oh, which was yes. another one of those movies yes. that, that had terrible, uh, re- terrible reviews. And it, it did terrible at the box office. And John Carpenter couldn't get work for years. After I had an movie. exciting movie. And think now it it, a it's time. a legendary film. It's, it's a, and I think that movie is fantastic. All the real, genuine, physical effects. There's no CGI in it and stuff. I mean, and those age better. Oh, yeah. They totally much. age better. effects age amazing. Absolutely. I was watching something last night called... The American version is called Reptilian. It's a Korean movie. And it was made with a really bad CGI, like kaiju monster.
1: Mm-hmm.
3: Uh, Yangori or Yangari or something like that is the Korean name of it. I like kaiju movies, too. But anyway... Say, oh man this this thing was the worst cgi i've ever seen and it was a bad movie but it was bad in a, in a sense oh yeah i've got a bunch of Classics literally
2: right here this sits with me at my desk godzilla <laughs>
3: nice that's a good one yeah the closest i've got is that dead island i mean dead,
2: just uh, for anyone looking all the modern people this is what godzilla actually looks like not
3: that weird <laughs> thing that happened in the early 90s <laughs> sure mike next time i'm on next time i'm on i'll be prepared and I'll, I'll i'll let you see my collection my books my i i have models but they're not out all the stuff i have so much stuff and i'd love to show it off because who the hell am i going to show it off to my wife she doesn't yeah you've seen
0: the, it the george's museum of horror
3: yeah i got oh, george cool
2: stuff. i'm the same everything from the lament configuration from hellraiser the whole lot i've been the major hellraiser.
3: that was another one i thought was really good good one stuff. of
2: one of my few claims to fame i've got to hug a cenobite really
1: we were at a convention before
2: and i got to meet some of the some of the cast simon vanford nicholas vince barbie wilde they're all lovely amazing such kind sweet people but uh that's one of my claims of fame it's like what about you it's like
3: i hugged a centibite that's cool that's cool that that sounds weird when you hear it out loud it makes it sound like you're some kind of creepy paleontologist or something (laughs) i opened the, the
2: box look at the box i <laughs> love my stone fossils. <laughs> holy crap it's going to be senile Alaric then yeah, yeah. yeah. he's yeah, sitting yeah, in the yeah, castle yeah. somewhere but uh yeah, yeah he's no,
3: got <laughs> he has no fangs he's got density. <laughs>
2: <laughs> take the fangs out put them beside the bed george
3: uh, Yeah. who knows what the lore of, of dead house what what kind of stuff is gonna be yeah i don't know what we're gonna do I, I have no idea what, what season three. I'm told there's going to be a season three, but of course. I have been assured,
2: but like George, I have no idea because the, all of the, them coming up with the stories, everything comes out of left field. Because like even from season one going into season two, I had no idea most of yeah. what happened was going to happen. It was complete left field, right? which I think I, is great for the story.
3: Because I remember when Jack wrote season two he basically sent me all the first drafts just because i was begging him please let me know what's gonna happen and he's you know he sent me this stuff i'm like holy mackerel are these big you know compared <laughs> to the first season which were like 10 12 minutes and then when i saw those I was like oh my god I'm, I'm never gonna be able to do this <laughs> these are too long i'll never i'll never get through them and of course that that's not the case but you know still mm-hmm. i i'm dying to know what we're gonna do, and i love I love to hear the fans uh of Deadhouse and you know talk about what they think is gonna happen with the lore because it's their guess is as good as mine. Exactly. And I'm, really, I'm really looking forward to season three whenever that's gonna happen. Because i now
2: to fit to finish off with that, George, oh, yeah. right? Yeah. As a spoil like spoiler alert, if you haven't listened, go listen to it now. I'm about to spoil the end of season two of the chronicles. You've had yeah. months though, you've had yeah. months, but what I wanted to know is, George, did you see what happened to Alaric happening, or did you envision death or a different monster in Deadhouse? Because there was a debate raging for months—literal months—from the start of season two. Alaric's going to be a lich. Alaric's going
3: to be a that, rick. Was, that was my that was my. If you if you had pinned me against the wall and said, "What do you think is going to happen to Alaric?" I said, "I eventually." think he'll become a lich. That was my that was my thinking. Simply mm. because of that pursuit of knowledge angle mm-hmm. and he just he you know despite everything he's got an unquenchable thirst of uh, for knowledge. He really and you know at least in regard to how to defeat the dead. That was his drive. You know, that was his whole thing. So now I'm like what's going to drive him? What's going to motivate him? Yeah, revenge. I know he wants that. So okay well if it's revenge why didn't they make him a, a, a revenant probably because he's too much of a little weak man it <laughs> can't be a revenant it's like no although who knows maybe the revenants they they could they could because of their the nature of their strength and power and stuff it's like it doesn't matter what they physically were you know hmm. maybe that could happen it's like you get them pissed off enough i've known some short little people who Boy, I don't want to get on their bad side because they become exactly. like that—that that old cartoon, the Tasmanian Devil. <laughs> that you don't want that. So, I, I'm really curious as to what's he'll be like—a vampire, yeah, but, but a scholarly one, I guess.
2: The somebody's
3: got to write down the stuff, right? The <laughs> only
2: thing I can think of would be he'd clearly want revenge against. Yeah uh the the crimson sign the awoken you know those ones because his sure. whole thing was to protect the empire the empire right. saved him he felt he owed a debt to the empire so right. he obviously wants to avenge him how the yeah, dead house is still trying to figure that out like right
3: <laughs> but so, now of course he he right. he's been informed that you know dead house wasn't the true enemy now, he may still look at that house. It's going to, you know, anytime you hold a, a bias against anything, it's hard to just let it go. Exactly. Care. You know, so it's like he's still going to, even as a vampire, I can still see him going mm, every time. You know, I, yeah, I here. don't
2: see him joining Deadhouse. house. Not I think a, maybe he'll a, team up with the ghoul.
3: Yeah. I mean, maybe. I don't see him going to town meetings and stuff, yeah. but, you know. Buddy cop, probably... Alara can <laughs> buddy cop adventure.
0: Alaric and ghoul buddy cop adventure.
3: Oh, <laughs> i would love that you know i know matt would would get a kick out of that i energy. would
0: i would kill i would i would die if if uh pr- but i propose this to jack or whoever whoever's uh, one of the, the lead writers give give me a mini series like six episodes alaric and ghoul buddy cop adventure shenanigans that's that's it i if still, not, court, still dude, want
3: dude, an animated I, I still long. want an animated thing like an animated that. thing yes that's amazing. my that's amazing. my dream if Boy, nothing then else, I, then I could make some money at the anime <laughs> convention
2: circuit. <laughs> if nothing else, at minimum, the minimum I'll accept is an entire side section of the game where instead of doing normal missions, you go and do missions for Alaric, and every time you come back, it's different interactions with him and the ghoul. You walk in on some weird, silly shenanigans going on of the ghoul
3: destroying something or Alaric trying to think, like that's just too hilarious to pass. That'd be on. great. It was That'd kind of good. hilarious too, though. So, i mean i know it's not going to happen because of the timeline and stuff but it was kind of hilarious like every time Alaric would go out on an adventure people would die and it's like <laughs> you know it's a, it became a running joke to me it's like oh well we're we gonna lose this time you know you know you know, you don't want to become this guy's traveling companion that's for sure
1: <laughs>
3: <laughs> oh man it's after five already yeah he's getting ready to run it up, run so- it up.
0: With that all said, thank you, George, for joining us for this episode. It's been a pleasure and an honor and a wonderful uh, time. Thank you so much. I hope you had fun. I enjoyed it tremendously. We'll definitely have you on again. Um, And I hope everybody has enjoyed this episode as well. We'll do all the plugs and shilling uh, like later. I'll just edit all that crap in like we do all the time. Um, But uh, to sign us off, George would you like to say welcome to Dead House Whispers in a super cool voice so I can splice it in for the intro? <laughs>
3: sure. I'll try to do it in the gas tank again. Uh, give, me a, give me a second. I need some water. We are honored, sir. <clears throat> what? Did, I'm sorry. What did you want me to say? <laughs> uh, well,
0: <laughs> uh, welcome to Dead House Whispers. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah,
3: yeah. Oh, my. I'm going to get down there, okay? Welcome to Welcome to Dead House
0: Whispers. <laughs> Thank you so much, sir. Uh, with that all said, guys, we will see you in the next one. I've been Calypso, Faceless Mike, and of course, George Ledoux.
2: Bye. Bye, everyone. Bye.